0: I think this was really necessary for Minnesota. When you go back to the start of the offseason, they lost all three corners from last year, Rhodes, Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander. So when you're trying to replace three corners, the best way to cover that up is with a good pass rush. When they lose Griffin, getting Ngakwe was really important. And I think it says a lot about Minnesota that they can attract a player like Yannick Ngakwe, who also takes a pay cut. So I think they're all in for this year. And Ngakwe, again, because they lost three corners, was really necessary for them. Who was that, Coos? Oh, it's Mike Tatum. Thank you from ESPN. Talking about the and Kangway trade. An hour to go here on the show. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Coos. Quick Friday story. Sorry to bump wrestling out of the way. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, just to pile on, what was just a crazy
2: weekend and obviously a crazy day today. So, you know, Friday night we always have our we have. Uh, Night, and then Rones and I, we watch wrestling, SmackDown, you know, WWE SmackDown on Friday. Starting at 8 o'clock, goes till 10. After 10 o'clock, he goes to bed, and it is what it is. So we were excited, Brent, because obviously got Roman Reigns coming back, which I'm sure you know. Bray Wyatt was going to address some things with the Firefly Funhouse. So it was an action-packed show, ready to roll. My son couldn't have been more pumped up about it. I'm pumped up as well. We turn on the TV. You know, we're talking about Fox 30, right? Yes, yep. sir. Fox 30, home station. home of, station. Yeah, home of uh, Action News Jacks and Action Sports Jacks and Brett Martino. Yours truly. We turn on the station, eight o'clock, right on time, and we're watching a Jacksonville Jaguars game against the Miami Dolphins from I don't know what year it was. Nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. And my son, who knows that the station is your station, goes, "Well, wh- where, where, where's the wrestling? Where's, where's Roman Reigns?" <laughs> and I go. I have no idea, buddy. Just give me a second. It was some kind of accident. So I go, on, I go on Twitter. I type in, you know, SmackDown Jacksonville. And needless to say, there's a lot of disappointed SmackDown fans that found out that the Jaguars game took prestige, let's just say, over watching SmackDown Live. So ah. SmackDown Live got moved to like 1145. My son missed it. Very upset with me. You let him down, Brett. Nice job. Way to go. And he's upset with you as well. Why didn't he call me so I could go hit a button? Well, that's the thing. So... Because, once again, he knows it's your station. So he's like, well, can we call Brent? Like, what, you tell him to change it over? Like, <laughs> I, I don't think so, man. Brent, let us down. Ronan. I'm sorry, dude. Hey, it's over. Listen, Ronan.
0: Here's the deal. I get calls like that every week about the <laughs> NFL games. Can you just... Hey, let's call Brent and see if they'll switch games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Uh, sorry, our wrestling fans, but we did have the classic game. I'm yeah. assuming, and I forget the the uh, the ex the preseason schedule for the Jags, but I'm assuming they would have had a preseason game on that would have bumped oh, it anyway. Okay. Because that's what we're replacing, the preseason games with some of the classic games I gotcha. from 1999. And, um, well, hey, and I'm get like it, and some people well, don't. Listen, <laughs> hey, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> and you guys are
2: paying my bills, so I'm not going to hate on it too much, but I'm just saying there's a five-year-old who would like to have a word with you. <laughs> So so, what did they do? Did we slide wrestling back so, so that you yeah, had to tape it? So, yeah, you, you slid wrestling back to like 1145 then.
0: Okay. Yeah. So. Did, did he stay up?
2: No. No. <laughs> no, no. Kidding me? I guess, well, I didn't DVR it either. So, yeah, it was a losing situation. I, I kind of told him the
0: highlights, though. All right. Well, yesterday we think we're coming in here and we're talking about Yannick gakwa Oh, yeah. Well, now Sick it's five pick. o'clock, two hours into the show. And we're just getting around to Yannick and Gakwe. Yeah,
2: sorry, Jan. This old news. Sorry, yeah, for sure. After
0: all, Jan's given us, and he gets the last hour of the show. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, uh, I apologize, <laughs> uh, but not a shock, I guess. Or are mm. you shocked that a deal got done? Huh? Right, let yeah. me say this: I, yeah. I, There's not near the surprise of the Leonard Fournette move. Right. I mean Correct. everybody knew something could happen. Correct. Uh I lost another bet because I said he'd be in before <laughs> Labor Day to Jacksonville. I honestly thought he would play in Jacksonville for at least the first four or five weeks. I really yeah. did. Yeah. And and they would trade him. And they would have lost even more leverage in a trade like that. Uh I was very fiery a couple of weeks ago when the Lombardi report came out about oh, yeah. a second round pick only. I'm not I'm gonna tell you this. Yeah, they got more than a second round pick, they got a fifth round pick. I I guess I'm not as fiery over that, but I'm also not pleased with it. I, I tweeted right after I said we spent 15 months of this saga for a second round, and a fifth round pick. I yeah. mean, I feel like I could have got that deal done like yeah. last December.
2: Listen, shout out to the you know Dave Carwell for letting Leonard Fournette go because I mean, listen. If I came here on a Monday and Fournette wasn't a thing, I'd be pretty upset. I think over Yannick, I'd be disappointed. I wouldn't be upset, but be a little disappointed over trading Yannick Gakwe around for a second pick and a fifth pick, or could be a fourth pick, whatever. You don't have emotion left. I'm spent, man. I I mean, I'm (laughs) I'm wasted. I got, I've cried my last tear, as they say. No, listen, I think we're in the same boat here, Brent. Where, where's the fire? Okay, what's the rush right now? Right because. If you know you can get a second-round pick right now for Yannick Ngakwe, who's to say in a couple weeks during the season when injuries happen, if the COVID-19 bug hits and a team gets super desperate, you can't get a first-round pick from? him? Who's to say that? And you know what? If you can't, then guess what? Then train them away for that second-round pick down the road. Like To me, it makes sense because you can't use that second-round pick tomorrow. You have to wait till the draft, right? So what's the rush? Where's the fire? And that's my issue with it. And – I want to look at something that you said a lot um, over these past couple months about Shad Khan. And Shad Khan trying to set a precedent right now of players trying to get out of town, right? Jalen Ramsey got the king's ransom, if you will, got out of town. Now, I think we could say, say what you about Jalen Ramsey, the guy off the field, one of the best cornerbacks on the field. You traded him for two first-round picks, didn't want to see him go, but you know what, you got two first-round picks for him. So you can't be too mad at that. But when we talk about setting the precedent of Shad Khan, when you talk about, you brought this up yourself a couple of times. When you talk about, you know what, this is where I, I dig my feet in the ground. And I say, you know what, you're not going to get out of here that easy. All right? You want to get out? We're going to get a King's ransom for you too, Yannick Ngakko, because you just can't say you want to get out of town and then get out of town. That's not how the football operations work around here. Well, to me, and I want to hear your opinion about it, to me, if we take the side of management versus the side of the player right now, the player won. Okay, Yannick Ngakwe won. Now, yes, he took the pay cut and everything like that. A couple million dollars here, a couple million dollars here. To be fair, I don't think it really gives a a you-know-what about that, because you know what? He's on a pretty damn good team Mm -hmm. right now in the Minnesota Vikings. Poised to win a division, poised to make a playoff run. So if you ask me right now, who won between the Jacksonville Jaguars getting a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick for Yannick Ngakwe, or Yannick Ngakwe getting traded to the Minnesota Vikings? Yannick Ngakwe won all day.
0: Well, this lends to your thought the players will end up winning, right? And the players end up winning. Now, this one uh, wasn't... I don't know about a full-blown win, and we'll talk more about it from Jan's perspective in a moment. But just to answer your part of it, yeah. uh, the, the only rationale I can consider th- – there's a lot going through my mind on this Jan one. Uh, one is, again, the trade deadline's coming in early October. That is the time when the Jags lose leverage. I've said that for, shoot, almost a year. Uh that is when they lose because now you have to get rid of him, or your only thing left is a compensatory pick if he gets a big deal in free agency, or to double down and franchise tag him and go through this again, which you're most likely not going to do. So they would get a third round compensatory pick if he goes and signs a big deal uh, eventually, yeah. you know, in, in that draft. So if you can't beat the third round compensatory pick, well, what are you doing here? They would lose it, more leverage. Like I said uh, when Lombardi's report came out about a second round, I got. Out of my mind about just a second round pick, I but I too. said, by the time that NFL trade deadline comes around, that's might that might be all you get. Sure, because maybe. you have lost the leverage at that point. Mm-hmm. How much maybe of a not, difference though. is there between six weeks? Yeah, you, yeah, you're rolling the dice that maybe somebody's desperate. You get a little bidding war. Maybe you might need multiple teams desperate in that situation. True. So how much changes in five or six weeks? I'm not sure. You, you roll the dice and maybe you get more because of the bidding war, mm-hmm. some injuries that go on in the NFL, or maybe you actually get stuck with just the second round pick. In this situation, the Jags get a second and a fifth. It makes me feel a tiny bit better, but not a lot. To me, it hasn't been worth all of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and selfishly, listen, I like Jan as a player. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted him to, I wanted some kind of resolution after all this. Mm-hmm. And, And that's where I take it to the next part of this. How did this get done? And I think there was a resolution of sorts. There was communication that happened between Caldwell and Jan multiple times down the last couple weeks. I think that was enough to basically say, hey, Jan, what do you think, man? You want to try to give this a go? You want to try to dance here? Mm Mm-hmm and maybe jan was like listen i still want out i i just there's too much here and i still and maybe they smoothed it out and said okay i'll try to do the best i can for you and then because things did happen after the split from his representation to yesterday yeah. and it happened kind of quickly but i got this question is yannick and Gakwe? Not back in Jacksonville because Yannick and Gakway wanted out so badly still, even after those conversations with Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Or is Yannick and Gakway potentially not in Jacksonville and there was no chance to smooth things over from the Jacksonville side because of what happened with Tony Khan earlier this year mm-hmm. on social media? Yeah. And was maybe if Jan was even saying, Hey, okay, let's smooth this thing over, let's see, maybe I'll give it a whirl. Nah, was Tony Khan game saying, over. game over, True. I don't care, you're out of here, but we're sticking in the sand and we're going to trade you at our leisure, not sure. ours. We don't know that. Uh, and I don't know it's a semantic part of this. It it lends to the narrative around the country today and yesterday has been, wow, he wanted out of Jacksonville so badly, which, by the way, he was very public about, that he took a $6 million pay cut to get out of Jacksonville. So the the if you're picking one side or the other, it's probably that. It's mm-hmm. probably Jan still wanted out so badly that he's going to take a $6 million pay cut. But I do wonder about the Tony Khan factor here mm-hmm. and what happened and what transpired if that was never going to be reparable. See, but then to me, Brent, it's a
2: lose-lose from the front office perspective because either you let a player run amuck on Twitter, say something about, you know, if you're the owner, your son, and then you get rid of him, or – that had nothing to do with it, and you just got rid of them for, I think, a pretty low value. Once again, and, like, and you said it so eloquently many times before, where it's like, if you're Shad Khan, this is your chance to put your foot down. This is your chance to say, you know what, we're gonna change things up around here, and, you don't get what you want. You know, like, Yannick Ngakwe's future was in Shad Khan's hands. It was in Tony Khan's hands, right? And instead of saying, you know what, we're playing hardball here. We're getting what we want for you. We're not going to give you the satisfaction of going to a, a playoff contending team. We're going to wait till we get what we want. And if you don't like it, go. too bad. Go ahead and sit. And you didn't do that. You, you essentially released him like a turtle dove in a in a romantic film where it's just like, you know what, go, Yannick Ngakwe. Go spread your wings and go to Minnesota and good luck to you. Like, you didn't do yourselves any kind of favors here. It was your chance to set a precedent. It was your chance to say, you know what, we're going to stay firm here,
0: and you didn't. I think you did the exact opposite. Yeah, I I don't like this look by the Jags. Yeah. I think Jan won as well because he won it out. I think the Jags lost because they lose their second. I, I cannot get over, and I've said this countless times if you've listened to this show, he is the second all-time <laughs> All time in 26 years in sacks in Jacksonville Jaguars history. 37 and a half. And by the way, he just turned 25 years old. And by the way, he's not a bad teammate. He's not a bad locker room guy. You know you're going to pay him and get your money's worth. Calais Campbell endorsed that side of it. That's a good point. You lost because you lost a very good player. See, Jalen's different. Jalen might play for four teams in his career. Sure. Leonard is a little different because at the max you were gonna get one more year out of him anyway, maybe two if you if things had worked out and your franchise tagged him, even if he was the best guy and part of your offense, all that stuff. But just from the position that he plays, obviously it's risky. But Yan, yeah, but Jan could be here for ten years mm-hmm. and he could own your sack record title. Mm-hmm. And he could be a part of it. So they lost on that front. To me, this is the one that stings the most because of that, Yeah, that it's finally gone. And to me, in the back of my mind, I always had hoped that they could, man, they draft Chase on. You got Josh Allen. We know he's good. And if you could have Yannick Gakwa, I don't care. Find a way to get him on the team. Play somebody at safety if you have to. That's car package, man. Absolutely. Right? And and you can never have enough of them. We know that. That's cliche, but it's true. And so... This is the one to me that stings the most from that standpoint. And Jan got what he wanted. Uh he got out of here. So uh, I, I I will say this about Jan though. And this listen, I like Jan. Uh and I I I think at times it sounds like at least with my conversations with Jan over the years that I've kind of been <laughs> against Jan, but I'm not. Uh you cannot tell me. You cannot convince me. You you, you just can't. That he didn't take a huge risk here. He lost a lot of money last year, True. and I understand. You can tell me how the thing was, was worked up, and it wasn't enough, and, and the language in it was this. The bottom line is, he was going to get more than $2 million. If he had played through the 2020 season, he was going to get somewhere at the minimum of around $40 million in his pocket. And over that time, he's going to now get about 14 or $15 million. He lost a lot of money over the last two years. And I gave him a shout-out on social media yesterday, and I was sincere. i got to give it to a guy who's that principled. To lose $25 million. And now, by the way, I know he's got a handshake deal in Minnesota, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But now he has to prove it again. Sure. If he gets hurt, if he has a down year and only has five sacks, the num- he keeps losing money, Yeah. potentially. So, hey, hats off to him. Uh, I, I wish him the best, I guess. I wish the Jags could have found a way to keep him and resolve this thing. I wish it was Coughlin and just, just Coughlin and just his agent yeah. or something like that. And it could have been resolved because the Jags would have had something that people could get excited about for the next handful of years with Jan, Chase on, and, and Josh Allen. And I know what you're saying. If you, if you're cool with Jan gone. Well, they still have Chase on; they still have Allen, which is very good. And a lot of teams do that, and if you have two, that's good. Yeah. Uh, but still, guys get well, hurt. Uh, yeah. We don't know what Chase on's going to be. Uh, this, I still think this one stings. Believe it or not, more than Ramsey, and I am I was a big fan of Ramsey being here.
2: Well, see, and I agree, because to me it stings a lot more than Ramsey, because the whole, the, whole, the whole Ramsey thing went down, right? He had the back issues, things like that, and I defended that. But then, when you saw two first-round picks, like, yes... It was a little uneasy to see him go because he's such a great player, but it's like, well, two first-round picks, man. Like at least the drafts are gonna be fun. That's hell of a compensation. Exactly. When you look at Yannick Ngakwe and how this whole thing played out, like yes, calling out you know Tony Khan was uncharacteristic. I think of Yannick Ngakwe. Now whether that was his idea, his representative's idea, whatever the reason was, that was uncharacteristic. I don't think that's who Yannick Ngakwe was. And this isn't like a eulogy for Yannick Ngakwe saying, hey man, we're gonna make like. Whatever, man. Like It's business and you're gone. It is what it is. But but I'm going to say this, though. I think from a story perspective of the guy kind of being the underdog the whole time, coming in, earning his spot from a first-round pick and Dante Fowler, I think being a pillar in that locker room, I think being a big, high-energy type of guy and all that stuff and kind of having, quote-unquote, that dog in him, I think you have that guy. And keep in mind, stay true to the end, Brent. You know we talked about it. He did. Whether it's money or it's he pride, did. some people raise differently. People call it stupidity. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Uh, yeah. No. People call it stupidity. true sure. In there.
2: No. Without but, a doubt. And
0: i call it principle.
2: It's called principle. And You know what? He stayed true to who he is. So good for him for doing that. But this one stinks to me. Done. No, for sure, <laughs> for sure. But listen, some people just grow up differently. But with, with that being said, though, this one stings differently because at least with Jalen Ramsey, you're like, all right, two first round picks. So this will be nice for the next couple of years. I see a third round pick. Um, I'm sorry, I see a second-round pick, and I see a fifth-round pick, and I'm just like, well, the second-round pick, whatever. The fifth-round pick, I don't know, man. You spent a fifth-round pick on Joshua Dobbs. You spent one on Carlos Hyde. How valuable are fifth-round picks besides myself yeah, <laughs> but besi- and Tobin Smith? But besides well, that, man. In hindsight. And In hindsight. But, oh, uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> but with that being said, though, man, it just it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Because I think you could have got more from it's kind of like the Clayus Campbell effect. Now, at least with the Clayus Campbell effect, maybe money was an issue. Maybe him being on the, on the back nine of his career was the yeah, issue. Yeah, I think you know, that was a calculated move. Calculated move. A bet. A little bit of a bet. With this Yannick Ngakwe one, those aren't excuses here, right? No. So th- that's why I, I just I just got a I got a bad taste in my mouth. I just feel uneasy about it, and I feel like you could have got more.
0: Well, and listen, I think it's fair to wonder if the Jags got the best years out of Yann because the production was super. Sure. And was tremendous. And he's going to have to do that four more years. The next four years, 37 and a half sacks, all those sack fumbles, all that. Now, wow. that'd be something. I mean, now he's building a Hall of Fame career. But there are people like yeah. Calais Campbell, where we've talked to a bunch about this, who feel like he's... On his Whoa. way to a Hall of Fame career. He's going to play on a good defensive line that's going to you know have his back. Yeah, he'll so have that helps. Yeah, he'll for have sure. Especially
2: playing across some D- D- Daniel Henner, too, who's one of the... Keep in mind, two pass rushers, 25 years
0: old right now. Well, they got him. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They got him. You yeah, just yeah. yeah. to watch the parallel, right? On a lot yeah. of these guys that leave, do they have their best years after? Do they still have so much? Like Jalen's going to play well for a long time, you figure. Yeah. But how do the, does the Jags, Josh Allen and Caleb on chase on? Can they outperform... Hunter, Danell Hunter, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and 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 Gakway, sure. it'll be a very interesting thing to at least follow hmm. to kind of gauge how bad did the Jags do here, or maybe they did okay. Maybe yeah. it was worth letting them walk. I, I got one more thing on the on front to kind of close this chapter of of really, you know, <laughs> if we if we said. If the the word that we've used the most on this show oh. in twenty months has got to be Yannick Ngakwe, oh like, without a name. doubt, man, no doubt. yeah, and it, more than Minshew, more than yeah. Jaguars, yeah. It's yeah, and I
2: tweeted out, man, those Minnesota accents are getting ready
0: to butcher oh, yeah. that name, man. Oh, poor dude. And and actually, Zimmer actually even said it already oh, in this really? news conference. He was like, "By the way, it's Yannick." I called it. I told you it's going to be a mess there in Minnesota. <laughs> it's going to be an absolute mess. And, and so we actually do owe a very. Uh, Big thank you and sense of gratitude to Jan <laughs> and the Jaguars for the first 20 months of oh, this show. I mean, it's some of the greatest hits, Brent. It really yeah. is. Some of the greatest hits. I mean, we owe that. I mean, I mean just think back about Jaylen it. Ray. Ramsey's on that short list. A thank sure. you note will come someday. Uh, probably a little Telvin Smith in there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a lot Yannick Ngakwe. Yep. So he, I do want to ask this, though, because I was thinking about this. We like to blame people for when things go wrong. Jags are getting a plenty uh, share of their blame and they probably have earned it and probably deserve it. Mm -hmm. I think at times Giannis and his camp should be to blame in this. Who's to blame in this? And you can answer it however you want to answer it. But I say, I think Tom Coughlin. Mm -hmm. I think Dave Caldwell, because he's the GM. I think maybe even Doug Marone to some degree, although it feels like he had a lot of hands off on this one, and the coaching staff still had a relationship with Jan that was okay. I think the front office in terms of Shad Khan, Tony Khan are to blame for this. Yeah. I think Jan's agent and and Jan in terms of their camp are to blame for this. My point being, as a guy that doesn't love to sit on the fence, I think everybody – when you have a 15-month saga – in the twists and turns this took, yeah. I think everybody's got blame here. Did the Jags lowball him? Did they not give him enough? If you value a guy that you built, you groomed, you developed, do you value him enough to overpay him a little bit more and and, and not try to get away with a deal? Well, you probably do, sure. and you probably should, and you want to keep that guy. Did the on-camp, in my estimation, start their pitch to say, I want out of Jacksonville too early? absolutely. Yeah. Because you know why? I'll tell you why. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. It took them 15 months to get out. They didn't calculate it well. They miscalculated the market. Yep. They miscalculated maybe even his worth. Yep. And they miscalculated the timing. And so they, they
2: probably lost some money because of that.
0: And too. they've lost money over the last two years. That's crystal clear. They have lost money. Jan, by the way, has a lot of power in this. He's the guy in charge. You hire the agent to help, but he's the guy in charge. He's miscalculated. He's cost himself money, no doubt about it, and he did something foolish and really months of foolish social media stuff, but the, the attack on Tony Khan was not smart. Nope. I mean, that was not a good move on his part. No. Nope. So there is plenty of blame to go around. That yeah. is the point. And, and by the way, Dave Caldwell... He came out and said, he's our number one priority, and here we are on August 31st, and he couldn't get it done. It's a good call. And he couldn't get it done. Yeah. So he might have tried to save it, but he couldn't get it done. So everybody is to blame in something that takes this long. See, the Ramsey thing might be a little more clear-cut, and I'm sure there's blame to go around in that one, but it happened so quick. This thing played out for 15 months, essentially. that, and, and they couldn't resolve until right now. There's a lot of blame to go around here.
2: Well, and you know how this world works, though, Brent. You can say everyone's to blame. But people don't buy that. You know, people want one. They get a the point. I mean, the, 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 that's the world that we live but in. But I'm just spitting facts. It is spitting facts. But at the end of the day, I, I look at it like this I got to start at the top and I got to trickle down. Okay. Whether it was Tom Coughlin's fault, I still feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars are paying for Tom Coughlin's mistakes, even though he's gone. And it's no disrespect to Tom Coughlin as a man, I'm just saying, Tom Coughlin, the way he ran this the whole thing his second time around, I feel like they're still paying for those mistakes. Now, once again, you could go, well, who hired Tom Coughlin? Shad Khan did. So I, I I gotta start from the top, Brent. Like, yeah, is got where to blame his agent? You better believe it, man. Everyone shares blame here. But I gotta start with the top, and I gotta trickle down, because here's where we're at right now. and And it's the one thing that I cannot stand doing this job and it's the one thing I always stress about where I want to see a change from the national media perspective and it's not me really being sensitive but I do care how the Jaguars come across to the country I care how they come across to those ESPN reporters because if they come across in a positive light, if they come across as an intriguing light, that's more shine for Jacksonville and when you come across as a joke, when you come across as a laughing stock, that hurts your brand I truly feel like that, right? So whether it's the Yannick Ngakwe trade Whether it's Leonard Fournette now, or whether it's the events that have transpired, which seems like for the past ten years, I've been on the show for about two years, so (laughs) so let's just call it the past two years, of the events that have happened here in Jacksonville. Nine times out of ten, set aside from a mustache, an Uncle Rico segment, and some jean shorts, it's been negative. And the Jaguars have been a laughing stock of the NFL. It's as simple as that, and I hate to see that. And Yannick Ngakwe getting traded for a second-round pick and maybe a fifth-round pick and Leonard Fournette just getting released, you hear what they're saying about us, man. And once again, maybe I'm a little too sensitive in terms of, well, I don't care what they think, but I do, man, because I want to see Jacksonville shine. I want to see Jacksonville get their just due. And when you make moves like this, when you go through trials and tribulations like this, it puts it behind the eight ball. And once again, the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, bad optics behind the eight ball.
0: We're going to take a break. When we come back here in Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, we put a bow on a wild Monday, wild 48 hours. Back to some Leonard Fournette topics. Also, why it's dangerous to feel like people are the smartest guy in the room. And are the Jags in that dangerous territory right now? Storm my life, Brent. It reminds me a little bit of the guy who drafted you. Careful now. Careful, about hey, don't be making fun of oh Papa Smith right now, man. Guy <laughs> gave me a job. Careful, Brent. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Plus, we're going to try this new thing called Give Me One Thing yep. from the weekend. you got to give me one thing. Think about it. It's next on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Never heard of what happened in Iowa yesterday, and I don't even know how to pronounce the name of it. Derecho. Austin Lane. Iowa State Cyclones. You should call
2: them the Derechos. You can shorten it up, call them the Chows. Why not, man? <laughs> I'm into it.
0: Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Committee is a word that people use out there. I think that we have guys that have really good skill sets, that have really had good camps. I think we're going to, you know, now we're able to hone in on that and and really work on that. And that's why I think you see that's, that was a big reason why, you know, when people say why now, I, I think that's, that's why, you know, so now we can, you know, hone that in, get that thing right, you know, for us going into this season. Well, that's Doug Marone. Basically, they can figure out who the heck their running backs are going to be. That's what that means. <laughs> yeah. serious. Yeah, uh, That's yeah. essentially what it means. Um, here's the deal. They've got Devine and Zigbo, who they like. Yeah. But he played 10 games for 50 total yards last year, 3% of the offensive snaps. Raquel Armstead, 16 games, 252 total yards, 2 touchdowns, 14% of the total snaps. And Chris Thompson, who's primarily been a third down back in his career, has good production, yeah. 66 games, over 2,800 yards and 15 touchdowns. Uh, all they have to do is replace Leonard's 36 games, 3,640 yards. And um, um, wait a minute. What's this say? 83% of the offense have snaps.
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: that's all they <laughs> have to do. No, it's not a big deal. You guys can do that. You guys are set. Uh, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you had a good look set in preseason, so you're fine. Oh, nope. no, you didn't have a preseason
0: game. No. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have more on uh, Leonard Fournette coming up. Uh, you know, one thing about what Marone said, I can appreciate what they're doing in theory, at least what they're saying. Like, I, I don't know how much you're doing it. Again, a lot of this is a little bit of rhetoric coming out of there. There's not much to say. I'm not blaming them for that. Uh, what do you say? You know, again, mm-hmm. if, if you don't like a guy... Because Because there's some other things going on. Do you throw them under the bus? No, that's not professional. So you get a little bit of this, see what's really happening. So what they're saying is we basically tried to say, hey, I don't care if you were drafted fourth overall, sixth round, undrafted. We're taking those resumes out of here, and we're just going to find the guys we like for this football team, and we think we can work with and think we can play and blah, blah, blah. You know. So again – my, that's not. I'm just saying that's their approach. Sure. But you still can't tell me. I'm. You cannot convince me that even if you do that and you don't tell me where Leonard Fournette played 83 percent of the snaps last year, ran for 3,600 yards or scrimmage yards uh, in his in his career, picked fourth overall. If you take that away, I'm having a hard time figuring out that a Zigbo and Emerson are better than Leonard Fournette. I just maybe we'll see it. Maybe yeah. they'll showcase it. But if you're just doing that and you took all the names off the jerseys and resumes off. I have a really hard time you telling me that Leonard Fournette's not better than those two guys. Mm-hmm. So that's where it doesn't add up.
2: No, without a doubt. And listen, that's that That sounds great to say, that you're not looking at past, last year's resume, but then why is Josh Allen so coveted right now? Well, why is Josh Allen supposedly the leader going forward? Why? Because of last year's resume. Okay? So don't tell me yeah. that you're not looking at Leonard Fournette's last year's resume. and. In, that's not how it works in coaching either. Like, now, regardless, maybe you've overstayed your welcome, regardless of last year's resume wasn't that good, you're still, you know, coaching Jackson Jaguars, regardless. But I'm just saying, man, you take everything into account. Players get paid money. Players get new contracts after last year's resume. So don't sit here and tell me that Leonard Fournette's last year's resume had
0: nothing to do with it. All right. We're going to start this segment, okay? New segment. I want to do it on Fridays, too, and Mondays. It's called. Give me one thing. Give, give you, you one thing. Gotta give thing. me one thing from the weekend. Okay. Or one thing from the last few days. Okay. Well, you, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um. I'll, I'll go, go first. first. Okay, you can go first. <laughs> you can go first. And I'll, well, <laughs> I. I, I don't know what this is. First. Well, I don't know what we're doing. Okay, go, go at ahead. The go ahead. Same time. It doesn't go have ahead. to be sports. Like Kuz, okay. I, I want coups to participate? Okay, everyone's and doing it. it's Probably got to do with like who's yeah. and Wamanichi how many she partied? On, well, and yeah. How much does Kuz remember from the weekend? That's it. You're asking Actually, all That guy. could be a segment. You're asking. <laughs> I, yeah, how much a... does Kuz remember from the weekend? <laughs> Sponsored by Advil. Right. Check it out. Let's keep this nice and clean right now right. because Let's I've first. got a special guest. Okay. To help with that, my my one thing. Give okay. me one thing from the weekend. Give me one thing from the weekend. Is after 465 days of not going to school. But who's counting? Homeschooled last year. Tyler and Kaylee went to school today. Started high school. High school. High school. school. Right, school. Hey, it's a big day, man. Established dominance right away, you guys. And first <laughs> ever appearance. It's a jungle. First ever appearance on the show after the first day of high school. Here's Kaylee Brooke right yeah. now. What's happening, Kaylee? How would it go?
3: Hi. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, there's a lot of talking. A lot of talking <laughs> from the teachers.
0: <laughs> Did uh, any trouble in day one? Did you find your classes?
3: Well, I found all my classes except for first period. I got a little lost because I didn't, I didn't know that like the classrooms they're in like quads, so they're like grouped in fours. So I walked like right by it like three times, and the and like the inside hallways are like one way hallways. So I had to go in, like, a circle, like, three times to actually find my classroom, and I had to ask a teacher for help. But other than that, it was pretty good. Very good. Kaylee
0: has a sense of direction of her dad. So that's good. (laughs) She's got that going for her. Showing up white, just like her dad. Kaylee, (laughs) did Tyler get stuffed in a locker, and is he still there?
3: (laughs) Um... No, I don't think so. I think he's downstairs at home right now. I do not think he got stuffed in a locker.
0: A successful first Found day. like he had
3: a pretty good day.
0: Good, because Ty was going to stay home. That's the story. He didn't want to go necessarily oh, until okay. he got kind of talked into it last week. So Kaylee was all about it. Ty Kaylee was a little all more hesitant. It. Yeah.
2: All right, so Kaylee, obviously first day of school. Fashion is a must. What are the kids rocking this year? What did you rock this year for your first day of school? What kind of shoes are we talking about?
3: Um, I wore some jeans okay. with... Uh, vans, white Vans. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's oh, go, Kaylee. Oh, All right, go on, go on. And I had a like a tie dye blue Air Postal shirt.
2: In, those are in, Brent. Tie dye is in this year. She went van shopping. shoes too. They stole the credit hey, card hey, right, hey, a yeah, couple weeks ago. You shoes too, right? She you did. Know I, I, you know I feel about that, Brent. She went to the van outlet. Okay, I see. You. So saw we talking. I'm hey, about Kaylee. Top? I'm not talking about the vans conversation. Oh. Uh, I'm talking mm-hmm. high tops or low tops, Kaylee. Hello. Uh, there we go.
0: I'm uh, done now, Brent. <laughs> here's the deal. Uh, Austin has not been to the van store because he's still wearing them from 12 years ago. Check those bad boys out, man. <laughs> They've we've, got holes in them. we
2: still got about another two months of life my left My
3: old ones
0: in have them. holes in them, too. Yes, yeah, but this is... This, fast. I,
2: hey, this is a different story. Hey, Fred, are you checking this out? Look at this is a different story over
1: here, though. That's all... Your whole foot's coming out. Yeah, my whole foot's <laughs> out of
0: the shoe right now. It's all good, though. Uh, the Kaylee uh, how was the mask wearing? And don't uh, say anything bad about the school if it happened. But how was <laughs> just how was the mask wearing? How did it go? Um,
3: it was pretty good. I mean, for most classes, once we got to like our desk because we had the um like the little dividers, yeah. Um, we could take them off. I think I could take them off for every class except for two.
2: Okay, not bad, Kaylee. How was like the whole? lunchtime scene working like do you have to social distance during lunchtime can you sit with your friends at the tables how is that working
3: well they because you have to social distance more now they um they added like a bunch of different spots where you can eat okay so i ate in the gym with my friends because they added that this year so i ate in the gym
1: Very with of my friends all right and like you have
3: to sit in like like their smiley faces on like the bleachers and you have to sit in like every other one so
2: wait you to sit on the bleachers to
0: eat lunch They yeah. spread it out dang yeah they spread it okay. out okay Okay. Uh, all right uh last two questions kaylee sports related who will you miss more yannick Ngakwe <laughs> or leonard fournette
3: uh leonard fournette
0: all right it's a fan favorite. uh fan favorite leonard fournette uh Probably Kaylee went to Mellow Mushroom when Leonard Fournette was there, maybe. Uh, Definitely when Josh Allen was there. She got Josh Allen's autograph. Now we're talking. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, the Cubs, Kaylee, are, how are they doing? Easy, Kaylee. Easy.
3: <laughs> um, They, I mean, they did pretty good the other day. They had, I think they had six or seven home runs. Um, the other day, they won 10-1. to 1.
0: Yep. There you go. That was yesterday against right. the Reds, uh, which is also yes. a family favorite, so be careful what you say. Papa might be listening. <laughs> uh, and, by the way, Kaylee, we call Kaylee Rizzo now because she changed her softball number to 44. For Anthony, Anthony
2: Rizzo. Give me a break, Kaylee. You're
0: better than that. <laughs> g- g- get that like Kristen Yelich bandwagon. He's
2: making a comeback. MVP, let's uh, go. All
0: right, Kaylee Brooke, I'm glad his day at school was good. Hopefully, Ty's was better, and I know he won't say nearly as much when I ask him later tonight. <laughs> We'll see you later at home. All right. Bye. All right. That's Kaylee. that's awesome, man. Uh, got a little four one one. That's the most Kaylee's maybe ever talking. She's talked excited to me. First day not of high school, school. <laughs> She's never talked to. Me. Dude, first day of high school, <laughs> she dominated. It sounds like she, yeah. she killed it. Pretty good. Give me good one stuff. thing. What you got? One
2: thing there for the weekend, man. Listen, a little on a somber note, but Chadwick Boseman, um, unfortunately passed away. Black Panther, as many know of him, he was also Jackie Robinson. Um, you said you watched the movie with him actually this weekend. Not, not even a coincidence, but he was also uh, James Brown and Get On Up.
0: I was watching yeah. it that night, man, and I I really don't know the timing of it all that would like hbo or whoever thrown that on because but i mean it I, was, I think it happened like we heard about his death yeah during when i was watching the movie i think it just happened to be on yeah, yeah.
1: They, and like, it was what a
0: wild coincidence yeah and listen i don't i honestly i've never seen black panther it's great movie, uh, and yeah. i don't i just don't know i'm not a movie guy i'm sure. not an actor guy and then i started looking up and watching more but the reaction yeah, was unbelievable. For sure. I, I mean,
2: listen, Black Panther in itself was a historical movie, obviously, and that was led by Chadwick Bozeman. And then you saw him, you know, he was at the NBA dunk contest. I forgot who used him. Was it... um. Somebody used him. Uh, oh, Oladipo. It was used it? it was know, So he was kind of like this household name, goes on SNL, absolutely crushes it. So like Chadwick Boseman, because of Black Panther per se, but was really that household name. We really found out the story of what transpired in his acting career. So the guy had stage three cancer mm-hmm. um, and didn't tell anybody about it and shot Black Panther, um, shot a bunch of movies, had to gain weight, had to lose weight. And never complained about it. And even to the point, and this is kind of the sad thing about it, where, you know, the past couple of months he posted some pictures on, on Instagram and on, on Twitter, you know, and he obviously he looked very skinny and he looked sick, let's just say. And, you know, you know how social media can get. So a lot of people made fun of him for that, mm-hmm. saying, like, dude, what do, you, what do you look like that? Like, you look great, you know. But you never know in the acting world because you could be doing a part Exactly. But. But he never responded to it. Like he, he never gave it the time of day. He never said, Hey, I have cancer. This was what, no, never said anything about it. Uh, took the high road and obviously now unfortunately passed away due to cancer, but it goes to show you, man. Um you never know people are going through, right? So just be careful how you go after people sometimes because they'd they could they, they, they be going through a whole lot more than you could even realize.
0: Incredible more you read on him. The yeah. incredible impact he had in, in 43 years of life and, and as an actor and in the industry yep. is incredible. And not only that, by the way, he passes away uh, on Jackie Robinson Day, and he yep. played Jackie Robinson in 42. So yeah. um, unbelievable. Sad story, but also a life that will be celebrated for years and years and years to come. Without a doubt. Uh, I think it was... Uh, LeBron James, who said uh, we lost the Black Mamba and the Black Panther yeah. in the same year, he's like 2020 is the bleepiest year ever, yeah. uh, and I think many people would believe that as well. Uh, give me one thing, Kooz, you got anything? Going to and-
1: make me follow that up and look so selfish now?
0: No, that's okay. okay. We need to bring bring yeah. up the, the- lighten, lighten things up sure. a little bit.
1: The coronavirus has fully ruined the go around and just ask someone to help you jumpstart your car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh So what happened? Uh we went out we went out to get um dinner for the first time since March. Like we this were like awesome. let's celebrate our engagement, Nicole and I. Yeah, ah, we very hadn't good. and I was like, you know, restaurants are open. We haven't really we just been eating at home. And I was like, let's do it. So we we went out, we got a few drinks, uh got some food, actually got way too much food. We really uh overestimated. Then we get in my car and I go to turn it on and it's not turning on. Uh, I also don't have jumper cables, which I thought was I don't know. Like we, a bunch I, of people I don't like, either, man.
0: You're okay. okay. Yeah. 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 A lot of people I, I talked to. I thought needed them up north.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Oh yeah. So, so then, um. So then I'm like, all right. Well, what do I do? I can't just like. Go walk around this bar and like be like, Hey, can you help me jump my car? Like that's weird. So I called the I had to call a service to come and we we had to wait so, like an hour and a half in the rain. rain. <laughs> so I'll
2: make you feel really bad right now. Three weeks ago, I'm at Publix on Southside. Go get my stuff, come back in my car, battery's dead. Really? Pop the hood, not within an I exaggerate not within three minutes. Someone's on my hood up. Stop by and said, hey, Maybe man, you need a jump? Do. I'm like, yes, sir. Help me uh, out, man. How about yeah, that? that? That's that awesome. didn't pop
1: my co- I didn't I, pop the, the hood. I just You, you got to
0: pop that hood, man. Let them know
2: about <laughs> I it. I just
1: sat there and looked upset. <laughs> I heard about somebody else on Saturday Howdy. at the Jags
0: scrimmage, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about today. We'll talk about tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But the Jags <laughs> yeah, football. We'll talk about Jags <laughs> scrimmage. But... uh I got over there, and I saw uh, another media member uh, might be on a, a competitive radio station, and he said that he had to take an Uber over because his battery didn't work. Dang! That's really, I was like, so this is three of them. Now, the difference well, is, hold on, said, hold on I'm not offering you a ride back because I don't like you anymore. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, uh, everybody's got their issues. That's, no, that's how we do it. But ESPN ready, right. right. baby, let's well, go. That's but right. Right. That's, let's but go. But that's the whole thing is now I'm worried. Like, I'm, not
1: gonna, like, I'm leaving to come here like an extra 45 minutes because – I don't know if my battery's bad or like what. Like, we, do batteries get drained in the
0: heat as much as they did like in the cold and stuff? I don't know, man. I've been living in the heat a long time. Never really had any
2: dead batteries. This, yeah. this is probably b related somehow.
0: I'll get to the bottom of it. Right.
2: Thank you. I'll get to the bottom of it. I yeah, have a story. have
0: a story tomorrow for you guys. Stay tuned. A lot of talk about Leonard Fournette. A lot of talk about uh, Yannick Ngakwe and the Jaguars. Listen, uh, there's a lot to solve here and a lot to unpack with the Jags. We'll continue to do it tonight on First and Ten Training Camp. It's 11:15 on CBS 47 and Fox 30. We'll continue to do it tomorrow as well. A lot of responses, and I want to get to some of those tomorrow. We'll keep the phone lines open tomorrow. We'll keep the phone lines open all the time so you can just yeah. jump in. Sometimes I give out the wrong number, but you can be a <laughs> part of the show.
1: Well, and even not during the show hours, if they call... Uh, star Star 690, they can leave a voicemail for us.
0: Absolutely. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it back. Uh, we love the uh, participation. Thanks for hanging with us here on a Monday. It's been a wild couple of days in Jacksonville. We'll see if it gets better for the Jags, but probably no time soon. Here's the good news. The season starts in uh, 13 days. Live Local Loud coming up next right here on ESPN 690. For Coos, Austin, I'm Brent Martineau. Thanks for hanging with us here on Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690.